it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today, as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of the Above the Ring operation, it is Scott. Whew. Scott, how are we doing this evening? This I, I, I'm doing amazing. I'm so glad that we're back on the Thursday night recording train. I mean, no, nothing wrong with the weekends, but man, when things start getting back to normal, it just it just makes life better. That it does. And to keep things going back to normal, guys, definitely make sure you check out Scott's SmackDown study that drops on Saturdays and his Raw review, which drops on Tuesdays, covering the finest television you'll watch in the world of professional wrestling. Cough, cough. Anyways, I'm recording – not even a remote location. Location? Yeah, I'm having a stroke. Um, I'm house-sitting. I'm in a different location um, please let us know how the order just comes out. Not really a big deal. But we're going to go to the news, which usually is on my screen, but we're going to look at it on my phone. So first and foremost, Scott, we were just talking about this. So the craziest thing in the world of – the world we live in right now where Vince McMahon has thrown everyone under the bus and get rid of everybody, yep. he signs new people. Yep. Signs three new recruits. All of them – no, that's a lie. Um, now, three recruits from Asia that have signed the company. Recruits are, and I'm totally going to hack this up because they're not from New Japan. New Japan, I usually have those down to a T. Uh, Fei Ching Wang, Sean Tan, and Ji Yin. So Wang is from China. Uh, Tan is from Singapore. And Yin is also from China. So interesting that they're bringing in new recruits after canning a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Unless this is Triple H going, yeah, we can't get into the Japanese market. Let's get into China's market. Could be the case. Could be. Could be. I don't know. We haven't seen anything about NXT India in a while. That's true. I mean, it's... I know India is having its own issues right now with um, coronavirus, so I'm pretty sure all that's kind of grinded to a halt until that's taken care of. Um, but yeah, I mean, tapping into China's market is uh, that's a big deal for for WWE. Um, I mean, yes, it's 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 rather unfortunate that it happens after he, you know, they let go of. 
a number of stars, a number of up and comers. So I don't know. We'll see. I was actually looking at the Instagram. I was actually looking at the. I think it was the Instagram post about that, and uh, about three quarters of the comments that I saw were all about, "Ah, it's all right. They'll all get released within six weeks, anyways." And I'm just like, "Ah." It's nice to see the internet's positive once again. (sighs) Gotta love them. Yeah, it is what it is. Well, we'll see. We will. Well, speaking of which, we actually, as we all know, um, WWE's about to go back on the road. AEW next Wednesday is going to be in Miami for a live show. Slammiversary returns with fans, Mm -hmm. as does... um, you know, impact after that. I believe NWA too. Eventually, if they don't already have people in the crowd. Yeah. Um. But also thought I'd bring up because we don't talk about them enough. Uh, Ring of Honor has a Best in the World pay per view coming up on July 11th. Oh yes, Best in the World. It used to be such a great pay per view to watch, and it used to have solid cards until the Elite left. Yeah. yeah. But I um, mean, they still have some great talent there, but a lot of it is. You know, a lot of the new talent they have are, you know, up-and-comers, people that really haven't had a full chance to make their name yet. So it's 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 nice to see that ROH is, is trying to bring people in. Um, and I know with this fresh batch of releases, I'm sure more will find their way um, to ROH and to other places. So it'll be interesting to see um, uh, what happens with uh, ROH. Yes, I agree. Um, kind of like NWA, I haven't seen. You know, we haven't really been paying attention to NWA, but I know you and I, at some point, when we get more time, because you and I don't all have all the time in the world right now. Uh, but I did. I was looking through the card. Interesting card. Um, one match that sticks out for me, which we might have to keep an eye on, is EC3 taking on Flip Gordon. Mm. Flip is one of those guys, he, he just had so all this momentum. And then, like I said, they left, and he never signed. He stayed with Ring of Honor. Yep. So, uh, hope he's doing well over there. We'll have to eventually hop back over there. Or I will, because, you know, I work from home now. So, permanently. So I can watch wrestling all I fucking want. It's true. It's true. Um, following that, um, some news out of MLW. Um, they're still going on. I believe this was their last... Last round. I love that the draft has been going on forever. <laughs> yeah, like, but I like how they've been slowly doing it. Yeah. Um, I did see somewhere, and maybe that was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Calvin Tankman stays with MLW. Mads Kruger stays with MLW. Ares signs with Azteca Underground. But I did see that Matt Cross, I believe, signed. Um, Good. Matt Cross was the guy who, re- and I totally forgot about this, he was the guy who wrestled and defeated MJF at All In. Yep. Um, it's funny. I just, I, go ahead. I, was, I haven't watched that in a while, but um, I'm going to have to find that on DVD, buy it, and watch it again. Yeah, that was a good pay-per-view. Solid, solid pay-per-view. But sorry, what were you going to say? I just wanted to verify Matt Cross Matt Cross yes <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do it again Sam 
It's um, our, our weekly our weekly dose of Lucha Underground. <laughs> Matt Cross was also a part of Lucha Underground. Uh, his name there was Son of Havoc, and he probably had some of the best storylines in that show. So once again, continue to poke and prod at Sam. No, 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 you're okay. You're okay. Find finds a way to start watching it. So I, continue, to, we, continue to poke. Where did where did I come across that it was hanging around? Let's 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 do this again, Scott. We're gonna we're gonna do this again. I know we did this last year. Lucha Underground. Watch. It's on Tubi, which I just set up my account. So guess what? I'll be adding that. Maybe I'll watch the first episode tomorrow, Scott, because it's well, Friday. Or today's Friday, whenever you're listening to this. I look okay. forward. I look forward to that. <laughs> You look forward to another week of me going, yeah, no, um, haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's been for about uh, 97 episodes now. <laughs> so Maybe top- by episode 100, say we'll have watched one episode of Lucha Underground. Maybe. By episode 200, I will have watched two. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Yeah, pretty much. So um, on top of all that, uh, I believe Emma... Uh, MLW also announced that they are holding their Battle Riot 3 pay-per-view on July 10th. I believe, again, they're going to have fans. This is the day before Best in the World. Um, so many pay-per-views in July. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot going on. You know, there's just, um, again, a lot of this talent I'm not familiar with, except for the Von Erics and Davey Richards taking on TJP. So... Oh, Battle Royale. Yeah, that's like a Battle Royale, isn't it? Savio Vega's wrestling in it. Yeah. Savio Vega. Ooh. I'm glad I I follow their stuff because every time I look at what they have going on, I'm just like, okay, I can kind of dig this. Now I need to dig it. Um, Wrapping up the list of news before we get into the – Heavy, heavy, heavy shit. Um, it looks like uh, going overseas to New Japan. It looks like the G1 has its plans finalized. I believe it's going to take place in September and October, which is usually later than it's held. It's usually held in August. Um, but also, it's not just a, not just because of COVID, but the, the, the Tokyo games are going until the end of August. So probably difficult for them to even get into any arenas during that time period. Yeah. It's also going to be weird that we're going to have Summer Olympics a year later. It's just, I don't know. But I'm ready for it. I love me some Olympics. So it's always a fun thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, same. Same. Um, especially the fact that, I don't know, I was giddy like a schoolgirl when I found out Okada was carrying the torch. Right? Yeah. I'd be a ner- If I was hanging out with friends at that time and I got to see him do it, look out, Okada. And everyone's like, you're a fucking nerd. Who the hell is that? That, yeah. That's when you give. That's when you give them the rainmaker and just be done with it, and done with them for not knowing. No, who no, no. Okay. So sure, maybe the rainmaker, but also like nobody t- kicks out of the one winged egg angel. That's true. That's true. Nobody does. Doesn't matter what promotion. 
Tony Obushi <laughs> enters the chat. Oh shit. Damn it. <laughs> um Following that, I guess I just found out there's recently announced on the 14th of August in L.A. will be New Japan's first U.S. show in over a year, Resurgence. Nice. Um, yeah, we told, again, fans are going to be in attendance. Almost sold out. There's, um... Yeah, I've. this is how out of the loop I am. Jay White will be at the pay-per-view. He's the never openweight title champion right now, which I didn't realize he had that title. Oh. He'll be wrestling against Dave Finley. Um, Moxley is going to be defending the IWGP US title against Tom Lawler. And the Good Brothers are scheduled to show up back in New Japan. So, yeah, there are things happening in the world. And it's so exciting to see everybody start to, the wrestling world, just start to flourish and bring the fans back. Let's see. So, <sighs> Next week starts it all again, and it's just going to be, yeah. I can't wait. I can't, I cannot wait. Yeah, I cannot either. But I can't wait to get right into what happened this week. Scott, kick us off with NXT. Oh, good old NXT. Starting off with a fire match. It was our triple threat women's tag match the winners would get a shot at the way at next week's great american bash it was io shirai and zoe stark taking on and actually defeating both Kel gonzalez dakota kai as well as shat shatsy <laughs> shatsy blackheart and ember mood um this was a way to start a show match was insane shatsy stoned herself around like like normal. It's just insane. Um, a little bit of miscommunication between Raquel and Dakota at some point, and my brain just went, is this the turn? Is this when it's happening? But no. Um, but it's nice to see a new developing tag team in EO and Zoe getting in a shot at the way. Um, of course, the way already talking trash. I believe it was Cindy Hartwell that said, ah, they don't even have matching gear. <laughs> They're not a real team. <laughs> just the pot shots already starting, and it's just, yeah, it's good. that's going to be a fun match next week, and I, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, after that, we got a match from the Diamond Mine. Roddy Strong coming out, beating up on Asher Hale, and... I haven't seen this style of aggression from Roddy Strong since he was in ROH, and that made me happy. I'm very excited about this group. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. After that, Cameron Grimes coming out here, send Ari Starling to the moon, get himself another big dub. Then things got a little interesting. After that match, L.A. Knight comes out, of course, with his million dollar championship. Still talking trash to Cameron Grimes. Grimes said, that's enough. I want a match with you next week. Great American Bash for that title. L.A. Knight, at first, you know, pumps up the crowd. Like, oh, you guys want this match? Oh, you want this match? You think it's going to happen? No. 
He did, you know, he, he turns to walk away and goes, wait a minute. I'll give you that match. But if you lose, you become my butler. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now, this could obviously go one of two ways. Cameron Grimes wins, becomes the new million dollar champion, celebrates with Ted DiBiase, and off they go. But what I think actually might happen is that LA Knight will find a way to screw over Cameron Grimes, defend and retain the title, and then we get some amazing vignettes and live stuff with Grimes being a butler. So you think what will happen by the end of next – in two weeks is Chuck Taylor is going to be Miro's butler? I mean, um, Cameron Grimes is going to be L.A. Knight's butler? <laughs> Sorry. When, no, when no, they no, no. that stipulation, I, I that's thought, all I could think about. Same thing. I did the same thing. I was just like, Christ, guys. But, I mean, what's actually funny enough is that this storyline with these two actually makes more sense – than Miro, Chuck, and all them. This actually makes sense because they're both rich. They both have people already waiting on them. Why not embarrass the other one and make them a butler? So this actually makes more sense to me if you look at it from an actual story point standpoint. It, it, but is it is it the same thing that we just we just saw? Yes, it is. It is. It is. But you know, what? I don't think it'll be any less great because you know that month of Cameron Grimes as his butler is going to be incredible. The Ted DiBiase shit was incredible. I think this is just going to be just as funny. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, after that, we had an amazing face-to-face with Kyle Riley and Adam Cole. Baby. Um, but before, I think it was Kyle was in the ring called out Cole. Cole came out. It's about halfway down the ramp. And then we heard Samoa Joe's music. And I was just like, let's go. (laughs) Joe comes out with his, like, band of security. Says, you know, before anything gets too out of control, they're here for your safety, in Joe's way of speaking. So I'm just like, all right, here we go. So Joe decides to get in the ring. And lets the boys, you know, talk some shit to one another, which was great. Cole had a fantastic line about O'Reilly's wife thinking that, you know, Cole's, uh, like, the best or the man or something. It was, it was outstanding. Cole, uh, O'Reilly's reaction was hysterical. Um, and then literally push comes to shove, and Cole goes to swing at O'Reilly while Joe's right in front of him. Joe ducks out of the way. The guys start to fight, and then O'Reilly locks in a heel hook. And Joe's standing over the both of them. Adam Cole's screaming at the top of his lungs, Joe, get him off me! Joe, get him off me! And Joe's just standing there looking at him. Cole's, like, trying to climb up Samoa Joe by his clothing. Joe just kind of backs up. Gives no shits, turns around and just leaves the ring. And I, I was literally at this point laughing so hard I had tears coming down my cheek because I just I love Samoa Joe when he gets into his I don't give a shit 
moments. It's just great. Like, there's been times like when he's in matches and people will be diving off the top ropes and he just walks away. And they, they, they land. It's just terrible. It's just out. I, yeah, I love it. It's so. It, yes, I know he's not currently wrestling. I know he has said in interviews that his goal is to come back to the ring. But this role he's in right now is perfect for him. It's great for the show. You know, it allows Regal to do actual, you know, GM things. And Joe's just out here just being Joe. And I love it. Yeah, no, I love how, because you know what's going to happen. Again, we don't know what his time frame is. Um, from what it sounds like, um, not like Daniel Bryan, where I think part of it had to do with the company didn't want him wrestling. Um, Joe is too much of a big asset. Yeah. For them to, I think his is a little more legitimate. Um, but I could see, I don't know when he's going to be released, but you definitely know they're planting the seeds that this is going to happen yeah. when he can wrestle again. Yeah. And just, uh, yeah. Joe and Cross, Joe and Pete Dunne, but Joe even- and Cole, Joe and O'Reilly, just Joe and Gargano, Christ almighty. It's just, but not just that. I want to jump back because this is something we missed. And it kind of – it was one of the – it was the thing that flew throughout the whole episode. We had um, – we we had um, this tease between Carrie and Cross and Johnny Gargano. Yes. You know, because we've never seen – We've never seen Gargano rest. I mean, yeah, the five-way, I believe. But, like, a one-on-one? Not, yeah, not with Cross yet. But, yeah, the uh, – I think it was Cross that attacked him last week. This week, Johnny and Austin Theory jumped him this week. And, yeah. And it continued throughout the night, like you said. And it just – we'll get to that last segment that happened that I thought was just absolutely hilarious. Um. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I believe I believe they're having a match next week. I'm not 100 percent sure, but we'll find out. Um. But back to the in ring stuff. We had a mixed tag match uh, with Zaylee and Bo uh, Boa taking on and defeating Mercedes Martinez and Jake Atlas via technical knockout. Uh, Zaylee delivered this roundhouse kick to Mercedes' face. And when I saw that, I jerked. And I was like, oh, God, what a strike. And the way Mercedes fell, I was like, oh, God, I think she knocked her out. Going for the pin and how, like, Mercedes was already, like, in that position of semi-consciousness, I was like, this is not good. (laughs) I said, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, the ref immediately noticed the problem. She threw up the X and everything else. And then when the camera just stayed on Zaya, I was like, it's not good. So I rang and they got they got awarded the win. And I'm just like, yikes. And yeah, this- I noticed I noticed the camera shot too. Because I noticed I'm like, we're not looking at Mercedes. Yep. And and it's it's crazy enough because this is not the first time that Zaya is actually accidentally done this she broke Aaliyah's nose 
way back when, maybe last last year, year before. Um, hit her so hard it literally shifted her nose during her match. It was it was insane. Um, but yeah, people. People need to calm down, though, because they've been all over Zaylee about this, calling her reckless, that, you know, she doesn't know what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She just accidentally didn't pull her kick as much as she should have, and she clocked Mercedes good. This shit happens. Yeah, (laughs) so I'm reading, um, and again, this is kind of just going off of what I'm seeing online. It looks like she actually got a concussion from that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the way she got hit, I'm not surprised whatsoever. I mean, they hit her square right here. Like, come on, that's 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 nuts. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a first that we don't usually do on the show. I really gotta see if I can find this. Uh, I want to see if I can find this kick right now because I'm super curious. I need I need to go back and look at this. Yeah, it's pretty it? insane. Let's see. Hold a second. Hold a second. Hold a second. Because we haven't even gotten to the most important part of this match yet, which actually goes hand in hand with what we were talking about about the yep. performance center. Mm-hmm. Oh nope, that's that's after the kick. I want to see the kick. Give me the kick. Give me the kick. <laughs> okay, let's see. Whew. Right? I shouldn't be laughing. But, like, that was, like – because it's the other legit. thing I noticed was when she, like – she went to go count one, two. She was nowhere near the ropes, and the ref was, like – didn't even count to three. Kind of, like, pushed her away. It was, like – There's there's something wrong here, yeah. Like, instantly, yeah. It was, that was <clears> – <throat> that was, it, yeah. Things happen. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's wrestling. That's, that happens sometimes. And, man, whew. So, on top of all this, you know, we do have – I forgot what her leader is there. Um, um, was it Tiny It's the actual group name, but, yeah, yep. I don't remember the actual person's name. Because I feel like for the past couple weeks they've been kind of like, yo, we're going to – she's coming out soon, or he's coming out soon. And after seeing what I just read, I mean, do they have somebody? I don't know if they have somebody in mind, but I would not be surprised if one of these three people that they've just signed is that individual. Could be. That's true. They, they still – I mean, they, they've shown her, but her face is all covered up with, um, like, face paint and everything. So you really don't know who it is. Um but yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a nice little uh, bring your chair to work day. A nice little meeting with MSK and uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Um, cannot wait for this tag title match next week. Um, the promos by all four of these gentlemen. Absolutely brilliant. Especially Ciampa. Oh, just I could listen to Tommaso Ciampa talk on a microphone for hours, and I'd never get bored. He, for some reason, as a tag team, 
they seem more threatening than anyone else on the roster. Right? So even, you know, one-on-one, because we've – I forgot who wrestled – I don't think did either of them wrestle him. I feel like if these two men took on Karrion Cross, they could kill him. They could they, – they could two-on-one. They just have that – especially <laughs> Timothy Thatcher. I love how they're <laughs> – I love how he always has a new nickname for him. You know, Toothless Timmy, yeah. Double T. Double T, yeah. It's. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. And I love that um, Thatcher was quiet for most of the time. And then he spoke up and said something. And then Tommaso Ciampa just did his applause and pats on the back. And I was just like, yes, yes, hype me up. Let's go. So, yeah, this, this match should be great. Um, oh. I can't wait for it. It's going to be good stuff. Um, but then, of course, like we talked about, the whole thing with Gargano and Cross fighting throughout the night uh, ended up at the very end with Cross was getting ready to leave with Scarlett. Johnny and Austin jump him outside, uh, kind of slam the car door on him a couple times, and then Johnny starts talking trash to the to the camera saying that Cross is not on his level. Nobody can beat him, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, you see Cross rise from the dead, essentially come out and just slap on his chokehold and kind of leaves Johnny laying in the middle of the road. Then he gets in his car, revs up his engine, and goes to drive literally over Johnny Gargano. And when he drives by, you just see Joe holding up Gargano by his, like, the scruff of his neck. And he goes, ah, oh, looks like you pushed the boundaries a little too far tonight, son. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Dragging him back in the building. It's just, everything is just perfect. It's so good. And then, our main event. Earlier in the night, Swerve with the rest of Hit Row coming up to Bronson Reed. Swerve basically saying, if you're a real champ, You'll fight me for this title tonight. Bronzy's like, all right, let's go. And as people would expect, you're part of a faction. That faction's going to help you. Certainly they did. Hit Row getting involved multiple times in this match. Bronson did a great job pretty much getting rid of everybody, but the unfortunate part was at the end of the day, Swerve gets the one, two, three. He is your brand new North American champion. Major props to Isaiah Swerve Scott, another alumni from Lucha Underground, by the way. (laughs) Um, The man's come real far. Um, so I'm very happy for him. I, I'm, I'm a little sad about Bronson because you know how much we love our thick boy there. Yeah, we do. We look at the, thick boy. Uh, the other unfortunate bit of news is that Vince McMahon reports stating that he is going to be, uh, that he has been at the Performance Center looking for new talent to replenish Raw and SmackDown. So we may be saying goodbye to some of these people. Um, Bronson and Karrion Cross have actually already have competed in direct matches on Raw and SmackDown. So their call-ups, I would assume, are, you know, 
<laughs> almost a foregone conclusion at this point. Uh, there was a rumor that's going around that they're going to bring up Cross separately from Scarlet, which I think is a terrible idea. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't and, like it. Yeah, it's a terrible idea. Uh, Bronson, he fits the mold for what Vince wants. Whether they keep his colossal bit or they completely change him because that's what the main roster does, who knows? And something that we actually haven't talked about, I don't believe I mentioned this last week at all, we have a teaser for, I would assume, is a return. The last couple of weeks, there's been this battery charger that shows up on TV. It's been slowly, every time it comes on, it slowly moves up by 10%. This, at the end of the show, it was at 81%. Now, when it first showed up, I said, oh, this would be great. This person, whoever it's going to be, is going to return at Great American Bash. Everything is lit up. Now it's at 81%. I have a feeling that what after whatever ends the show, this person's going to come out and reveal themselves in some way. I don't know what it is. You think at Great American Bash or you think the week after? No, uh, at Great American Bash because it's been going up every week 20%. Except this last week it did 30%. So it only leads me to believe that they're going to do it again and they'll they'll return at a Great American Bash. Now, who it is, I have no clue. They haven't said anything. The only thing that's been there is literally just the the battery, the percentages have been going up, obviously, from red to yellow to green. Everybody and their mother thinks it's Tegan Knox. I would be completely okay with that because I love Tegan Knox, but I don't I don't really know what that leads to believe. I know she's still been out with her with her knee injury. Um, I don't believe it's been a full year already, but who knows? I mean, do, do you think it's a return? It's not a new uh, new talent? No, because... The battery indicates to me that they're recharging. Um, that, I mean, you could also think about it, it could also be Finn, because Finn's been gone since he lost um, the rematch to Carrion. Uh, other people thought Keith Lee coming back to NXT. Uh, I don't know. So it could be a number of people. It could be me, Yim. It's another name that, that popped back up in my head. Um, so I don't know. I don't know who – I legitimately have no clue who it is, and I'm excited about that. It, honestly, whoever comes out, I'm going to be happy because it's somebody returning from whatever, an injury or was resigned. I don't know. We'll find out. It's always a good thing. So yeah. that was uh, another great episode of – NXT, and um, Sam, for the first oh. time in, like, I don't know, two months, <laughs> it feels like anyways, Dynamite returning on Wednesdays. Let's talk about this Dynamite. Yeah, it was Wednesday. They had a short time period between episodes. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, again, Jungle Boy put on a fight, a real good fight on Saturday at the last Dynamite. This was also the last episode that is going to be at the uh, Daily's Place, since we will be now back on the road. <sighs> but to kick things off, we had an amazing tag match between Eddie Kingston, Penta, El Zero Miro, taking on the Young Bucks. By the way, what the fuck is up with the facial hair? <sighs> I- I'm thinking it must be something with being the elite. 
Um, I know, I know that now that I'm saying this, I'm sure, I'm sure our buddy Mark would be like, hey, if you watched it, you would know. <laughs> I know. But yes, mark. everybody has 70s porn stashes and everything else going on, the Fu Man Jews and everything else, and you got the full beard. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, it was just like it completely took me off guard. Uh, and funny thing, funny thing of that also, you can tell how some people don't pay attention uh, because Kenny was also on Impact, and he didn't have any facial hair. So everybody's like, "Where's your facial hair?" It's like, well, guys, um, Impact's taping, you know, multiple episodes in a row, and this was like months ago. <laughs> Even think about that it's funny i didn't even think about that when i was watching the episode um but no i mean again the box penta and eddie great match across the board a lot of fun the shocker at the end yeah they're getting they're getting that title shot i, they, I i'm still in complete shock that the bucks were legitimately pinned mm-hmm. is that like their first loss in like a, a year? long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Couldn't believe it's, it. It, it, it. You know, you know, Brandon Cutler got involved. The Good Brothers almost got involved. Frankie Kazarian. I mean, he's low key, slowly stepping up. I want to see what they're doing with him. Not a lie. I love that shirt of his. I might actually buy it. <laughs> what the elite killer? The elite, yeah, the elite hunter shirt. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all about it. Again, I'm excited. So glad for them. They're getting that title shot. But the fun doesn't end there. Um, Ethan Page had that interview uh, with Darby. Ethan Page, again, perfect on the mic. Um, I don't like we – I think we talked about this. A lot of people don't like that him and Scorpio Sky are together. But what's their – what's their – The, the men of the year. year. The f- oh, love it. It fits. It fits. fits. Yeah. Um, Darby jumping them out of the casket that Sting drags out. Yep. Incredible. Interestingly enough, I found out. Speaking of Darby, he will be in Jackass Four. He's been signed on to be in that movie. Oh shit! Nice. So he's gonna get some legitimate. Well, remember Steve-O was on an episode of Dynamite with him. That's, that's true. So gives the company a little more legitimacy. Following that, we had a. Awesome match between Jungle Boy and Jack Evans, with Jungle Boy becoming the first AEW wrestler to get 50 wins. And I I will say he got the biggest win on Saturday, and I'm not talking about the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. I know everybody has seen it. That photo with him and Anna Jay, that thing took over the internet. It also pissed off a lot of fanboys <laughs> and fangirls. The Ooh. funniest thing was one of the things I sent you where, uh, oh, who the hell said it? Where it's like, oh, I guess they something about us not being gay or something like that. And then yeah, Jungle Boy's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jungle Boy's just like, love you. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, um, so No, it was great bout. Damn animals. I don't have animals at my house, so this is the first. Um, 
you know, again, we don't get to see um, the hybrid too often, but every time Jack Evans or Angelico comes out, it's always a good time. Also, before this match, you know, Jungle Boy was getting a little bit of mentoring going on with good old Christian Cage. And, you know, Luchasaurus comes out. You know, I like the little connection they had going on. And he's like, oh, yeah, my mom was part of this and that. Oh, really? Your mom was part of this and that? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I hope that continues. Yeah. I hope that continues. I I love every bit of it. And then obviously at the end, we had the issue where um, Jungle Boy was getting attacked. Um, Christian Cage came out. Matt Hardy came out. We are a little over two months from All Out. Oh, man. So the tease between Matt and Christian's inevitable at this point, my friends. The tea, uh, oh, I just, it's going to be, it's going to be a fight. Two, two members who were in the original TLC match. Yep. In oh man, oh, so excited. But you know, we didn't just get we didn't just get some teases over in NXT, if you remember. Um, first and foremost, uh, Andrade, obviously, a little PO'd with a uh, certain former. Evan Bourne. Matt something. Uh, Matt something, yeah. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Don't disrespect. Matter. I love it. You know, so next week we're going to see him. We're going to see Andrade in action. His in-ring debut versus Matt something. <laughs> it blows my mind. It blows my mind a little bit. You know, he had all this talent. Ta- I don't know. Who, who, who would have thought Andrade was going to be here? Who yeah, thought? that's true. Yeah. And, um, and you know Charlotte's going to be uh, – she'll, she'll be tweeting along. She doesn't you give a shit. Did you see the photo of them? Did you see the photo of them from last week? Yeah, when they were in the gym. Yeah, he yeah, was wearing the AEW hat. hat. She had the WWE hat, yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, But also, you know, Kenny was pretty much saying how – you know, he doesn't he comes out and he's talking and you know it's nobody from the really take on. You know, there's nobody else there. Not to take and lo and behold, the Dark Order come out. And Evil Uno has to speak for them all. Because I'm now I'm thinking like, yo, we gotta get Evil Uno taking him on. Not Yeah, I thought time. that too at first. Um what? <sighs> Yeah, they hinted there's somebody else who used to be a friend of Kenny's, and I had to sit there for a good minute, and I'm like, who the – my eyes bugged exactly. out of my head. Yeah, the... They – it's begun. I think he this is – unless – at this point. Unless – now hear me out. Kenny Omega didn't win the IWGP title for almost four matches. It took over a year and a half. Yeah. Maybe he wrestles him and he doesn't win the belt back from him. That could be the case. Might be a full gear thing. Maybe the AEW title is the last title he loses. And it takes him a little bit. And that's the only thing he holds on to for a while. I don't know. That would I'm, make the most sense, honestly. It would. But 
where the inevitable's coming. I have a feeling this is going to be it all out. And Hangman will be uh, crowned the new champion and all will be right in the world. (laughs) The redemption story of Hangman Page will be complete. And then he rides off on a horse in the distance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, following that, we had our TNT Championship match. Brian Pillman Jr. taking on Miro. Miro having a new nickname as the Redeemer, a new yes. Titantron video, and Love a new it. theme song. Love it. Yes. Give me God's favorite champion all day over, over the best man. And at this point, this is almost as awesome as Rusev. So we'll see how this goes. I don't see Miro dropping this title for a long time. He may hold this title for over a year. Because I don't see anybody dominant enough to take this from Miro. Not even Lance Archer? You don't think he'd come back? No. At this point, no. Lance is already off doing other stuff uh, on Dark and, and Elevation. And uh, when Rampage starts off, I'm sure we'll be doing that too. But right now, I think Miro's going to start running through some faces literally and figuratively, and he's just going to dominate everything. And that's how he should have been in WWE. And I'm glad that AEW finally realized that's how he should be booked now. But I'm telling you, the moment he drops this TNT title, he's coming for the main event. Miro mm-hmm. will not be without gold for long. I can guarantee that. That man could run this company. He could... Old statement here. I think he could even beat Kenny. I think he could beat Kenny. I want to. I want to see Miro taking on Omega. Yeah. If you don't, you're a fool. Right. The only other person I think who could beat Miro is Vin Diesel at a Fast Nine, and that's because the only thing stronger than Miro is family. Christ. <laughs> I don't know. I saw. I saw a meme. It was a Star Wars meme where it was like Anakin was like. You saw that one. It's like, it's like, what are you doing out here? He's How did like, you get out of space with your car? <laughs> you don't need physics when you have family. Yeah, that's right. I need the physics. That's right. Oh, Christ. Yeah, that was good. Following yeah. that, we had our women's tag match. Um, Britt Baker, DMD, Rebel, taking on Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. It's kind of what you've expected, you know, with Baker and Rebel defeating Guerrero and Rose. Um, I will say, though, I think Rebel hurt herself. Did she? I don't know if you noticed, but when she, at towards the end of the match, when she dove in to break up a pin, she literally couldn't move after that. Like, she, she I don't know what she did, but she landed... She kind of rolled off them, and then she tried to, like, pull herself to the ropes. And she even had Nia grab her and kind of drag her farther over. But it's like she had no motion of her lower body. So I don't know what she hurt or what she did, but I don't know. And then, of course, with Nyla dropping Britt through the table at the end as well, that that obviously didn't help. (laughs) No, not at all. Not at all. Um, again, this wasn't bad. Um, I think I'm kind of where you're at, where 
Nyla's been in the picture for a bit. I feel like there could be some other. Ch- yeah. This- I don't know. There's definitely other challengers I I feel that should be out there. Yeah, they have plenty of talent. And Britt doesn't have to do the the squash thing either. There's some good talent out there that you could wrestle, like legit Layla Hirsch, um, Ty Conte. Um, Hikaru Shida is eventually going to come back for her rematch at some point, I believe. Ah, just... uh... I don't know. You even throw Rio's name in there too, and Rio, Rio, Deeb. another one. Especially since she just lost that title. Yep. A few weeks ago, a month ago. But I don't know. You want to talk about people who's gonna have the title for a while? Yeah, I I believe so too. I don't see her get dropping that title. Until sometime next year. Yeah, not if she wants to be the face of, you know, the new era. She needs to hold on to that title for a while. Yep, that is fact. Um, I feel like there was a couple of promos I'm missing. Um, just looking at the article I have. Uh, yes. Um, on July 14th, Team Taz is going to have its little inner squabble put aside be finished as Brian Cage will defend his FTW championship against a medically cleared Ricky Starks did not expect that medical clearance uh, I was I was really surprised because I thought he was he was done for a lot longer but to have these two fighting and for the FTW championship, all right, I'm 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 game. And then the other thing, the other piece of business, I guess, would be uh, Adam Page's response to the Dark Order. Of course, of course, I forgot about that. That was quite incredible. Where he came and pissed off at them, and they're yep. like. You realize you've held this up, yo, this and that, and da 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 da, and then the seeds planted in his head. Yep. It's like you've waited long enough. It's time. Everybody believes in him, but I'm just like heartwarming, wholesome content. Stop it. <laughs> Again, oh it fascinates me that the faction called the Dark Order is like the biggest face group in probably a hall of professional wrestling right now. Yeah. But we did have quite the main event. MJF, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, this was, this was quite the fight. This was, you had some good shit in this match. You know, MJF, I think, you know, some people are going to bitch about sometimes in-ring ability. But the thing about MJF is he's so old school with his style. Yeah. The mocking, the I'm going to hop out of the ring immediately because I'm not facing you. You know, you're going to put your hands on me. Yeah. Ref, make sure he goes in the back of the corner, back corner. Now, 
you know, sleazy, sleazy yeah. in the ring, but it's like perfect. You know, it's like old Piper, old Rick Rude. You love to hate him. Yep. You um, want to see him get punched in the face. And times. Guevara, Guevara is so over right now. Yeah. Yep. He used to be one of the biggest heels the company, and now all of a sudden he's one of the biggest baby faces there. So, and it's great because this just this was the first first time ever matchup one on one for these two. I can guarantee you, if they're both staying with this company, it's the first of probably a hundred matches between the two. Oh, I don't think it's over, especially oh, when this match no. ended. Um, yeah. Yeah. you know. With Sean Spears getting involved, Wardlow getting involved, Chris Jericho leaving the commentary table, who had been there all night. Um, I missed Jericho on commentary. And I missed I missed him calling um, <laughs> Shivani Skiavone. Skiavone, yes. So good. So um, good. But obviously MJF uh, won by uh, heel means. Yep. You know, you know, exactly how I expected it to happen. You know, Chris Jericho got involved. You know, Wardlow kind of threw him. I don't know if he was trying to throw him on the table, but he threw him off the rant, uh, off the overhang a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it was um, it was an awesome, awesome match. And it ended early because we had a cool little, like, just over the past year, you know, what is, you know, everything they've done on Daly's Place, which was yeah. more heart-wrenching than I thought it'd be. Yeah, the little montage and all the thank you to Daly's Place for all the stuff that they've done. And, um, yeah, that was that was some good stuff. I actually, yeah, I got pretty emotional watching that, too. And um, especially when the music changed and they brought up Brody. And I was just like, God damn it, no. His whole career was in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's been a crazy, crazy, crazy couple of, you know, what, year and a half at this point? Year, three months, 15 months on yep. uh, WWE Dynamite. Um, oh, my God. I can't, oh, oh, JR, I can't believe it. He did address it on Facebook. I don't know if you saw that. I did. I did. Yep. For those who did not see it, JR, Jim Ross, he said... And I quote, because I know a lot of people are shitting on him for it. And a lot of people are like, he needs to quit. Yep, I apparently made an untimely error tonight at show's end. No excuses. And I'm not quitting. Yeah. Mistakes happen. He's been with WWE for the majority of his career. He, so this, um, this stuff happens. I mean, yeah. It is what it, you know. It is what it is. People are gonna shit on him because that's just how they are. Is he getting a little slower on the uptick with with certain things? Yes, I've noticed it. But is he still doing better than a lot of people? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe not have him do it 100% of the time. Have him come out for big matches, maybe. Kind of like what WWE did towards the end of his career there. I don't know. But also making like head of talent relations, you know. Yeah. I mean that's what he did for a long time in WWE. He was, you know, he he picked a lot of the talent. Yeah. 
Scott, oh, it's yeah. almost been an hour, and we still have impact to talk about. Wow. Got all okay. Impact. We're getting ready for Slamversary in a couple weeks, Scott. I know we could do fantasy book and all. You know what we have to do? I think we might have to do a special, a special episode before Slammiversary for fantasy bookings. I I like it. Oh, uh, Scott and I will have the details on that one shortly. Um, so opening up, coming out of last week's episode, Eddie Edwards had asked Kojima to have a special one-on-one match before he went back to Japan. This didn't happen to be the case because uh, W. Morrissey took him out. Just took him out. That was that. So then Brian Myers came out with his per se Sam Beal. His, Brian his, My- uh, <laughs> Yes. How could I forget about that? <clears throat> and um, I love how demeaning he was. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you know, this is that. You probably don't understand me, blah, 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 blah. I but know, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, fire. So, you know, he was so pissed off about Jake something kicking the shit out of Sam Beal that turned into a tag match between the two of them. I mean, the four of them. But Kojima and something defeated Myers and Beal. Um, I'm hoping we get Morrissey and Eddie Edwards at Slammiversary. I think that's going to be the case at this point. Yeah, that kind of sounds like how that's how that's going towards. Um, but yeah, that's that's a that's a big that's a big match for Morrissey. Um, Eddie Edwards being a former two-time Pack champion, and God knows how many tag team titles he's had there. It's that's a that's a big deal. So, I look forward to watching that match when that happens. Agreed. Uh, following that, we had our match between Rachel Elring and Tennille Dashwood, with Rachel getting the win over Dashwood. Um, G- Jazz came out, uh, was with her throughout the whole match. All of a sudden, I smell litter, but that's right there, so that was weird. Uh and then at the end of the match, Tennille started kicking the shit out of Rachel. Um, Caleb, I believe, was involved helping hold back Jazz. Jordan comes out, big mama pump, uh, chases him out of the ring. And then there was that moment of truth, which I'm also like, I don't know. Mm. I still feel like there's tension. Mm. Because... Yes, we got the fake out where Jordan slapped her hand and she hugged her. But I'm like watching and I'm just like. It's coming. It's coming. It's a little bit fake out. I'm telling you, Rachel is going to be the one to turn. Because now doing the, the hug effectively erases any heelish type things that Jordan has. And now Rachel can, can I don't know, come up with something to attack her for being like, well, you abandoned me. And that could be the seed that turns that into that feud, allowing Rachel Ellery to be the heel in this whole thing. I like just, what you're putting down, Scott. Just, just, I like what you're putting down. The brain's just thinking, and that makes sense to me, so... 
Um, also following that, we had a tag match with TJP Falaba taking on Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Again, awesome match that didn't finish because, you know, the ring didn't belong to them, Scott. <laughs> it belongs to us. Attacked by Violent by Design. I believe one of these two tag teams is going to be going up against them for the belts. Oh, they keep this up. Might be both of them. Ooh, a triple threat anniversary? Yeah. I mean, we're already getting, um, what's it called back for the X Division? That's true. The Ultimate X. Yeah, I, I could see a triple threat tag team title match. Um, somewhere around this time, I know uh, J- um, Scott Demore. I forgot who he's talking to. And then all of a sudden, he pulls something out of his back pocket. There's a card, and Rosemary and Havoc show up. Oh yes, yeah, he was being interviewed by. Um, uh, oh my god, I forgot her name. I'm, I'm literally looking at her face, and I can't think of her name. Gina. Um, was it Gia? Maybe? I don't know. Gina, Gina. Um, but yeah, they were just having a an interview, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he pulled out the tarot card, and then the screen does its funny thing, and poof, there's Havoc and Rosemary. Not really demanding a tag team title match, but gently persuading Scott DeMore that they would be great representatives of the women's tag team division. They get themselves a tag title shot versus Fire and Flavor. Which we got that funny bit later on in the night where Fire and Flavor are all, you know, they chase on Scott and he tries to get into his office. <laughs> I love Nick- I love Scott DeBoer. I mean, he was such a shit heel when he was part of Team Canada, but now he's I I I, I love him as a uh, uh in in the official role. So, uh, yeah, always, always one of the highlights of the show. Definitely. It, 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 it is. I will. I, it's oddly enough. I love when he, out of all the talent out there, I love when he likes our stuff. Probably mm. more than most, most of the talent itself. Cause like, oh, Scott likes it. That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's good. When you get an EVP of a company liking your stuff. It's. That makes you feel good inside. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean, there was that one time when uh, NWA started, and I was talking to their uh, what vice president for a few weeks. Yep. And sure. then. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna move on from that. <laughs> Opportunities, Scott. I know. Opportunities. So following that, we had P. Williams taking on Chris Bay. Um, where Chris Bay, he said he's not choosing sides. Um, I thought about what we said last week or what we texted. I don't remember anymore. It's all a blur, Scott. So last week it looked like he was going to be a heel because Chris Bay was like, yo, I'm not picking no sides if there's a war. And then, you know, he had the four of them, you know, um, Rahit, Shia, Shiba, Madman, and Austin are like, cool, we like that. Don't pick a side because that means you're on our side. But he was also – he was kind of a dick. I don't want to say dick, but like he was like, 
yeah, no, that's not how that works. Then the match, this match happens. He beats Williams. He beats Petey. They come out. He's leaving. Josh Alexander and Trey Miguel come out. And he helps them. So I'm like sitting here. I'm looking at it. I think Chris Bay's taking that title. Now that's tough because Josh Alexander is so fucking good. Yeah. Oddly enough, I and I know he said this from like when Kenny took the belt. He's gonna make that title the the title of the company. Right. So I would argue Josh Alexander right now is the face of the company. Chris Bay, man. gonna happen i put money down on it and i'll probably lose it because i'm paying attention to this product but when SummerSlam comes along scott i'll tell you what probably get those all right <laughs> i'm talking about it sam <laughs> um following that we had steve macklin um wrestle um i think it was a squash squash match what 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 you've expected yeah um I walked away when it started, so I didn't get to tweet that. But we did have our main event, the triple threat match. Well, the triple threat, the six-man tag match. Sammy Callahan, Moose, Chris Saban taking on Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Yeah, there was a lot going on here. Yeah, it, it, it ended exactly how I expected it to. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, obviously, I knew Moose and Chris Saban were not going to get along. Yeah, just, yeah. Which, again, I think that establishes them for Slammiversary. Yes. Um, Sammy's already taken on Kenny. Uh, again, I mean, it kind of show it's, it's, I'm not even upset at this point. You know, I know a lot of people would be, because like, oh, they're cheating, or this, there's always something that happens. I think what they're putting putting in place here is, you know, even as teams, teams, people who don't work together, you know, Kenny's going to retain his titles yeah. as long as, you know, you know, you, you, he's 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 on top for a reason right now. And it's not just because he's the best in the world, but it's a he has the good brothers by his side. And when you do wrestle against him and the good brothers, nobody wants to work together. Right. So now to put it, it kind of shows you where impact it, not in a bad way, but it shows you where the roster is, where everyone's kind of like, well, this is what I want to do. This is what I want. Like, the person who's going to defeat Kenny for this title, again, kind of what's going to happen to Adam Page. He's going to... To the moon, Scott. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. To the moon. <sighs> that was Impact. We have two weeks, Scott. Two fucking weeks. Let's let's quickly jump back to NXT. I want to do this. We don't have to go over it all, but I figured you and I can do a quick quick picks on this. Oh yeah, for the Great American Bash. Yeah. Great American Bash. Um, okay. 
um, I'm going to start off right now. Um, we don't have to write these down, but I just figured we could quickly. Um, Riley Cole, I think Cole's going to get the win on that one. Uh, the Way versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. I think The Way's taking the title still. They're retaining. Same thing with L.A. Knight. He'll be over Cameron Grimes, and we're going to get Cameron Grimes as Butler for a month. Butler. To the moon! The hardest match, I think, of this is the tag match. Um, I want to say MSK wins, but also they're going after Ciampa and Thatcher. Yes. And the... I. The only way I see them not losing is if somebody interferes. So I'm going to say Ciampa and Thatcher win the titles. Okay. All right. Let's see. I only have the four matches so far. I feel like they're going to add more. For Kyle Riley and Adam Cole, God, this one's tough. I kind of feel like O'Reilly will win, at least on my point, and kind of establish himself as a legitimate threat. We all know Adam Cole is Adam Cole. There's no taking that away from him. Exactly. So I feel like O'Reilly could... This will really help him, um, especially after him taking the loss to um, Cross during that Fatal Five way. Conspicuous by its absence, speaking of that, is um, Cross and Gargano. I swear I thought that there was supposed to be a match. Are you looking at the most reliable source on the planet, Wikipedia, right now? Of course I am. But okay, let's. Uh, it only shows the four, so. Let me, let me let me let me double check. We're just double checking, just double checking. Let's see if there's another card that we're missing. Another, I feel like there is. I think there'll be one more announced. Yeah, because normally with these shows, well, actually. Maybe not because you have to remember that this is a, not a pay, not a takeover. So four yeah, matches within two hours is is legitimate. I can see that happening. Yeah, but if any if they do add anything, it'll be one more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, five will be the max definitely. Um, so for me, for the picks, uh, for the tag champions, uh, I think MSK will retain, but Tommaso and Thatcher will, I don't want to say legitimize their title run, but for lack of better terms, more than legitimize their their title. Um, I do agree with you that the way will retain the titles. I'm secretly hoping for an Indy Harwell, Dexter Loomis moment as well. And for LA Knight and Cameron Grimes, I agree with you. I think LA Knight wins. And, crime, and Grimes becomes his butler. I don't believe it was just for a month. I believe it was forever type of thing. Um, it's funny enough when we talked about how it was exactly like what happened with Miro and 
Um, and Chuck Taylor, my initial thought when this actually happened is it actually reminded me of Million Dollar Man and Virgil. So that was my first initial thought. And then in my head, I went, oh, yeah, that's right. The Miro Chuck Taylor thing. Huh. So I could see, I could definitely see this be more like a Million Dollar Man and a Virgil type thing. So I don't know. I'm, <clears throat> I think out of all these matches, I'm really looking forward to that one the most. As much as I know the other ones are going to be great, I'm more invested in the whole Million Dollar Man thing, the title, the, the person. It just feels everything. It's so, so old school. It feels yeah. like you're watching something from 30 years ago. Yep. It just it's just something. Cameron Grimes is like has this over the top gimmick. L.A. Knight is just incredible on the mic. The Million Dollar Championship's involved. Yes. Like, this is like, I feel like I'm like 10 again watching wrestling with that match. Super excited. Yeah. Can't can't. wait. Yeah. (sighs) The month of July has only begun, Scott. It's, It's the first of the month. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is guys thank you so much for listening if you as always please don't forget to follow us on twitter at media underscore bedlam you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube at bedlam media you can find myself as yes will be official scott as scotty j streamer on all streaming platforms if you cannot find us on one though let us know we will add ourselves on your streaming platform make sure that you like share subscribe comment leave a review tell people why above the ring and bedlam media is the podcast of your choosing and why they should listen to us as well guys as always thank you so much for listening this has been above the ring and as always do not forget to join the bedlam Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.